we, we have to, you have to ask yourself this question again and again. Is everything that I'm hearing about God and what God wants to do real? Is this just another religious service? Do I come to church because I'm a Christian? Therefore, I have to come to church. Is God real? And if he is real like he is to, like a lot of people say he is very real, I can say he's very real to me. If he's real to others, can he be just as real to me? Do I have to do anything to gain the favor of God? Now we hear a lot about the grace of God. What must I do in order to enjoy what we hear the preachers talking about? Do I qualify for the benefits and the blessings that God wants to give me? And all this must, you must answer those questions yourself. And you must come to a place, that's why, you know, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of the Lord. And it is that spoken word that brings life. The words that I speak, they are spirit, they are life. Amen. It is the word that comes forth and when we listen to it, the Bible says that the word does not return void to God when it proceeds out of his mouth. Once it comes forth and you hear it, let faith arise. Say, Lord, do something in my life. So when you listen to the word even this morning, say, Lord, this is for me. And I must experience whatever I'm listening to. Amen? We are not here to have another service. And for to, to preach another or to, to give another, uh, uh, what do we call, uh, another message or a speech. This is not speech time. This is the time where we declare as the servants of God we stand. And, and the power that accompanies us is the same power that brought creation into existence. When God said, let there be light, there was light. And so now God accompanies our mouth as preachers. When we speak, God accompanies this. The word of God says that the Lord worked with them confirming what they were saying with the signs and wonders following. What Pastor Stefan was talking about, signs and wonders. That the reason why he's speaking uh, those things, those messages, is because God wants you to understand. He wants to work these things into your life. Can I hear an amen? So this morning we are going to go into... Psalm 92 verses 1 through verse 10. Do we have it up there? All right. I want you to read this with me, okay? Can you all read this with me? Because it's good to declare the word. Good for us to speak it. See, when you read the word, it's something else. But when you read it aloud, you hear it and read it at the same time. So you're learning twice as much. And you are declaring something. Something happens inside your spirit when you declare the word of God. So let's go. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name most high. To declare your goodness in the morning and your faithfulness by night. With a ten string lute and with a harp with resounding music on the lyre. For you Lord have made me joyful by what you have done. I will sing for joy over the works of your hands. How great are your works, Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. 
A stupid person has no knowledge, nor does a foolish person understand this. When the wicked sprouted up like grass and all did injustice flourish, it was only that they might be destroyed forevermore. But you, Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, Lord, for behold, your enemies will perish and all who do injustice will be scattered. Verse 10. But you have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. And that there is the secret to David's life of being so a, a, a tabernacle. In fact, the tabernacle of David didn't have even a veil. It had nothing. Everybody could just enter in and praise God. He lived in the new covenant without him even realizing it. He was a man who had contact with God. No wonder the Bible calls him a man after God's own heart. But the secret to what he is talking about, how do I come into a life filled uh, with praise all the time? I'll praise him in the morning. I will praise him. I will declare his faithfulness. I will talk about him morning and night. How is this possible? Can my life be, this is a question we got to ask ourselves. Can my life be so filled and so positive? That in spite of all that happens, in the morning I start praising him, then all kinds of things happen throughout the day. But at the night I would declare his faithfulness that God has still been faithful although all these things have happened. Will my life begin positive and end positive each day? Is it possible for me to live that kind of a life? David said, yes it is. Why? He says, because I have been anointed with fresh oil. It's not what happened to me years ago. In April, Pastor Lifan will be coming with me and another pastor. We are going over to Manila to speak to a conference, pastor's conference in April. I think it's on the 20th, 20 something. But on the 15th of April, 1973, was when I first began to preach. Pastor Lifan said, oh, you remember <laughs> They are important dates in my life. December the 4th, 1970. I got, 1971, I got gloriously saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. January 1973, went into Bible school. April, I preached for the first time in Ipo Emmanuel Assembly, Angie Wong's old church. That's where I first preached, Angie. In Ipoh. And from that time onwards, I began to preach everywhere else. So it's 50 years down the road now in April. Now, and, and it's exciting to know the Lord. But, you know, I don't say, well, I was anointed by the Holy Spirit, you know. I got saved December the 4th, 1971. Oh, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. I don't talk about, I mean, I just, just to have my birthday that day. That's when I was born and life began. But that is a past issue. We talked in our prayer meeting and oh, how I wish every one of you had showed up at the prayer meeting. We had a glorious prayer meeting. The presence of God was so real. Come and join us when we have at the end of each month, join us for the prayer meeting. We used the room outside. It was packed out, full, but oh, it was great. And I, talk, I shared briefly about some of the revivals that God brought and, and the revivals that I experienced, the different mighty anointings. But we don't bask in the past. 
We say, God, I want a fresh anointing. Paul says, be constantly filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, have a constant filling of the Holy Spirit. How many of you here own cars? I feel so sorry for you people. <laughs> Do you take your car for servicing? Ada tukar minyak tak? Ada, huh? Good lah. Some don't. And so they wait for the car to break down. Then only they get tow truck to come. No time. We change the oil. Why? Because when the oil is thick, it loses its viscosity. It's, it's you know, no more thin and nice. So we have to constantly change it. Now, if we do that with a vehicle, how much more with our own lives? We need a fresh anointing. What does the anointing actually mean? Let me just give you as briefly as I can a few reasons why we need the anointing. Because the anointing, number one, simply means a renewal of power. It is a renewal of power. You notice David in Psalm 23 says this, The Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> I shall not want. He makes me lie down. Now, this simply means that the sheep now is tired. It is weary. Now, those days when a person gets tired and, you know, exhausted, Indians can identify with this, huh? They like to take oil bath. Oil from head to toe. I, I won't ask you who gives it to you, but anyway. <laughs> you get a nice oil rub. And then after that you feel, oh, I feel so good. I feel so good. Huh? The anointing is a renewal of strength. Isaiah chapter 40 where he talks about waiting upon the Lord. And, and in verse 29 he says this, that you give power to the faint. The word faint means you're so weak. I don't know about you, but have you ever come to a place where you are just tired of being tired? So many things are happening and you go and, and you are strained. Uh, you know, you find that uh, you, you're under great stress, being exhausted. And so God is saying, just, just lie down and let me anoint you with oil. Makes me lie down. He anoints my head. Why does he anoint my head? Because the sheep is now tired, is weary, just cannot, cannot go on. Sometimes sheep have got too much of wool. It has to be sheared, but it's not sheared. And so it's carrying heavy baggage and it cannot walk anymore because it's too heavy. And sometimes we carry heavy loads and, and we need to come to a place where God will say, listen, listen, just relax and let me anoint you. The disciples were all very fidgety and, and you know, but great stress because they had now embraced this master, this new rabbi called Jesus and they were going to follow him. They had given up everything to follow him. And they were so tired, I mean, because they saw their master crucified. The brutality of the whole crucifixion, they watched it, they witnessed it. It was terrible. And so spirit, soul, and body, now everything was gone. It was so tired. And Jesus says to them, listen, listen, relax, just wait. Wait. Sometimes you've got to wait longer. They waited for 10 days, and then they were anointed by the Holy Ghost, and they came out with tremendous strength. You shall receive 
power. He gives power or strength to the weak, to the faint, so that your youth can be renewed and you can mount up with wings once again as eagles. The anointing symbolizes a renewal of power. James chapter 5 and verse 4, uh, verse 14, it says this, that him who is sick, if anyone is sick among you, let him call for the elders and let them anoint him with oil. Now the word sick there is not like sick because, you know, physical sickness. Because physical sickness, Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But the word sick there is weary, weak, cannot pray for yourself. You are so weak, you do not know what to pray, how to pray, uh, you, you know, and do not know who to call to pray for you. You are just tired of being tired. Call for the elders, let them anoint. The anointing brings a renewal of power. Whatever he has done, the Lord will raise him up because he is now downcast. I don't know about you, maybe you're going through that kind of a period where you're just tired. Tired of even praying, don't know what to say. I'm just so tired, so weary in my spirit. Come unto me all you who are weary, heavy laden. Come on. The anointing refreshes you. Can I hear an amen? It is also, the anointing means bringing you to a place of favor. A place of favor. Because in years gone by, the Orientals, whenever they invited you into their home, if they invited you to their home, one of the things they would do is they would wash your feet and anoint your head with oil. That is one of the ways to show that you are now in a place of honor. So in Luke's gospel, chapter 7, verses 44 through 47, what happens is Jesus comes into the home of a man by the name of Simon who was a leper, which means that Jesus already healed him. And so now Jesus comes into his home. He invites Jesus. He's a very uh, uh, wealthy person, comes in, and he's going to have a big meal for Jesus. Suddenly, a woman walks in and everybody knows that this woman is a sinful woman. Well, not everybody, but all the men. Whew. We know this lady, man. Sinful. It's funny how men can recognize things like that. But anyway, this is a sinful woman. And, he starts, and this lady comes and, and she anoints Jesus. She she weeps, wets his feet with her tears, and then she takes out a bottle of perfumed oil and anoints his feet. And Simon and the group begin to criticize, and Jesus points to Simon and says, you know, when I came into your house, you didn't wash my feet, but this woman has washed my feet with her tears and wiped it with her hair. You did not anoint my head. If you thought that I deserved honor, you should have you know, anointed my head, but you did not do it. You did not give me any honor kind of thing. Huh? No favor kind of thing, a place of great favor. But now this woman has anointed my feet with oil. The anointing means to bring you into a place of great favor. 
Now I pray that God grant us all. Listen, we must all come to a place of favor. Bible says Jesus. The first thing it says about Jesus, he grew in favor with God and with man. That means wherever he went, somehow they granted him favor. There were those, of course, the religious leaders did not like that, did not like him at all. But that didn't matter because with the rest of the people, crowds, multitudes, men, women, and children, they just love to be around him. Question, do people like to be around you or do they avoid you? Do you have favor? If the boss is thinking of a promotion, would he think of you first or you last? When things begin to happen, good things are happening, are you granted that blessing first? God grants you favor. Can I hear an amen? He grants you favor. You have anointed me and this is a wonderful thing. Amen. The third thing that happens we need to know is not only is it a place of renewal of power, you come into a place of, uh, of favor, but it is also a promotional place. See, with David, David had three anointings in his life. You see first Samuel, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 16, uh, uh, 1 Samuel actually chapter 16 and verse 13. Samuel takes a horn of oil and he anoints David. And David now becomes, he's anointed now to be the next king. But what happens with David is David goes out and looks after his father's sheep. He's anointed, but he's at that place. Then later on, in, now I just put this in, I think it's also there. Second Samuel chapter 2 verse 4, no sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 1, Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on David, uh, poured it on his head. When, when Samuel anointed Saul, it was with a flask of oil. A flask is man-made kind of thing, huh? But with David, it was a horn of oil. A big difference. Flask of oil is a man-made kind of an anointing. A horn of oil is the animal had to die. Blood had to be shed. And so the anointing from a horn is far greater than the anointing that man creates. Come on, Amen. Because we can create a false kind of an anointing. But we need a true anointing that comes from the presence of the Lord. So the first anointing, David was just a shepherd boy. Then comes the second anointing, which is in 2 Samuel 2 and verse 4. The men of Judah came and they anointed David. He becomes king of Judah. The third anointing, 2 Samuel 5 verse 3. All the elders of Israel came to the uh, uh, to the king at Hebron and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord and they anointed David king over all of Israel. So the anointing brings you from one step to the other step. From one place to another place. And it lifts you always higher. The anointing always brings you higher. It's a promotional kind of a thing. God desires that we be promoted all of the time. From one place to another. Now, I don't know, I am sure none of you experienced this, but when I was in school, uh, I was not as smart as Pastor Stefan. My maths teacher, also taught me science, said to me, David, don't waste your money, your father's money. You better stop school. Every time she walked into the class, she would say, okay, David, you can go out. 
because I was definitely not interested in it. I didn't really care much for it because she was ugly, one. Number two, she was a bad teacher. But anyway. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I just didn't want to be in the class. Uh, you know, we were always at odds. You know, although we met regularly, we were not friends. But still, she said, you will waste your father's money. Now, years later, this is so funny. For me, it is funny. I've shared this with you before. Pastor Lifen and I are in Texas staying in the home of a professor of maths and science. Then we are taken for a dinner in Lamar University, Texas. We go up to the penthouse and it's like a, it's like a typical <laughs> real western kind of a scene. All whites, just one Chinese uh, maths professor, but all the professors were all whites, all science and maths professors. And of course, they got blacks serving. <laughs> it's like, like, like what you see, you know, blacks with the little things on top, and they are standing there, yes sir, no sir. And of course, they had all the utensils, I think there were 24, no, I'm just <laughs> exaggerating. But I'm sitting there, and these professors of science and maths were now my students. In that, they were asking me questions and trying to learn as much as they could. When I walked out of the place, I told Pastor Lifer, I said, God is so hilarious, man. I wish my teacher was with me. <laughs> but, but I realized, you know, uh, when it comes to lighting, sound, Jonathan is the professor. I would be a student. You are a master in your field. And you don't have to apologize for it. You can do something that nobody else can do because you are a master in your field. I realize that when the anointing is upon you, and if you are faithful to God as the anointing continues to rest upon you, he takes you from one place to the next, to the next, to the next. Amen? The level of promotion comes as you give yourself to the anointing. God takes you higher and higher and higher. Never would I have ever dreamed that I would preach the gospel in so many nations in the world. People whom I've never met before. And again, let me just say this. It also brought the favor of God. Because wherever I go, we are shown tremendous favor. They treat us like gold. Wherever, I can go to any country. And we are treated so well. And I can attribute it to the anointing that God has placed on our lives. Come on. You want to have the blessing of God richly upon your life. And see God lift you from one level to another. David was just anointed. His father did not even believe in him, man. His father was like my teacher. You will never amount to anything kind of thing. But God believed in him. And I thank God he believes in each one of you as well. Amen? If you will just continue to seek the fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit, God will take you from one place to another. Can I hear an amen? Don't get stuck in the rut. God, Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says that through Jesus Christ, we are meant to reign in this world. God wanted David to be king from one situation to another situation to another situation. He did not want David to be a, a, a servant to the circumstances. Wanted him to reign in life, not let life reign over him. 
The other day, we were just talking about age kind of thing. Oh, you're going to be 70 years old. Yeah. It's not a matter of age. It is a matter of how I age. How do you want to age? You go, oh, you're so old already. Yeah. Cannot do it. Or you can say, amen, this is great. Amen. You reign in life. Don't let life reign over you. That's how God wants us to live. I need a fresh anointing so that I will not get stuck in the rut kind of thing. I don't want to be just stuck, saved and stuck. I want to go further up in God and further up in God, in my working place, in my communication with people, in my intellect, in every area of my life. I want to rise higher and higher. Come on, amen? All right. Last of all, the anointing means a promise to prosperity. The word you have anointed me with fresh oil means you have continually anointed me with fresh oil. Paul says, be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Be continually anointed. That's what God wants to do. Not a one-time event, but a continual anointing and anointing and anointing. Receive it, man. If it is for me, I want this. And it means a promised prosperity. Psalm 23, verse 5, verse 6. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Not just you anoint me and, and that's fine. Fill my cup, Lord. Okay, I'm full. No, no, no. It overflows. When God fills, it overflows. If you drink of me, it shall overflow springs out of your living beings it shall overflow everybody around you will be blessed see I, I don't want to just get blessed and just get blessed me 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 kind of thing I was listening to this guy who was talking to a uh, he said I, I was speaking to a Jewish businessman and I asked the businessman he said how come you you Jews you know sometimes you, you are so blessed in so many ways how is this possible he said well I, I don't know whether it might help you, but he says, this is the way we work. When I am blessed, five other Jews must be blessed. When we go into a place and we work, if I am promoted, I want to see five other people in that place also get blessed in different areas. That is their whole mentality. If I work and something good is happening to me, I want to make sure that five other brothers also get blessed. And if we live with that kind of a mentality, not just, I want to get blessed. It's as many people, you know, you have the big division between, in, in your communities, big division between the rich and the poor. Just bless me. I want to get rich. I want to build. I want to this. I want to that. He says, you know, in our community, we think of when I get, I want many others to also get. You are blessed to be a blessing. Church, we must get delivered from this thing. There are a lot of things coming into the church that are so wrong. Oh, if you give, God is going to give you abundance. Yes. But the reason I give is not so that I can get abundance. The reason I give is because I have already received much. I don't give so that I can get. I know God will bless me. How do I know that? Because I am now portraying His nature. God so loved, He gave. And if I love, then I will give. And He gave one son 
And he's got millions and millions of sons in return. The Bible calls Jesus the first fruit. He's the first fruit. When God gave his first fruit, when God gave, God just continually keeps blessing and blessing and blessing. Can I hear an amen? It is a promised prosperity. Your cup will overflow. There will be no room for you to contain it. Isn't that what he said? When the blessing comes, it is a, a great blessing, man. Promise prosperity. Not just enough. More than enough. How much more will your father give? That's the blessing of God. Come on, amen. I hope you, you are receiving this message because you see, this is where it all happens. Because you anoint me with oil, my cup overflows. Amen. Now this morning, more than anything, I, I want to see this. We were talking, Jonathan, myself, a few, we talking last, and even in the prayer meeting, we talked about the next generation of people must come to an understanding that this blessing is for them as well. I have received much. My children have received much. But we want the next generation, up to a thousand generations. Our children must be blessed. They must experience the goodness and the mercy of God. Behold, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. This is the promise of the one anointed because you have anointed me with, uh, with fresh oil. You have anointed me with oil. Then it says, you know, uh, uh, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. How many of you would like to have goodness and mercy chasing you all the days of your life? Huh? You God, no. You've got so much of debt to pay. Some, some people, debts are chasing them. Are long chasing them. I don't know whether are short chasing them, but are long chase. Huh? All kinds of problems. Oh, you have so many problems. But what you, what's happening to you? You've got so many things the pastor cannot handle. Or so many things. So many things, so many things. Why? Or in Indians, they say, why? <laughs> why? Why are so many things chasing you? Why? Shouldn't be goodness and mercy chasing after you. The word to follow is to chase. Surely, goodness and mercy shall chase after me. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Not one day when I die, I shall now, you anoint, I will be dwelling in the presence of the Lord forever. Can I hear an amen? God anoint me with fresh oil. Anoint me. You have anointed me. Not that, hey God, you know, I hope you will anoint me. You have anointed me. You shall anoint me with fresh oil continually. Let's stand together, shall we?